You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we're going to talk about the new Senate GOP stimulus proposal. I know it's not exciting, but I think there's something in the proposal for just about everybody. So let's get into it. Let's jump on into it. And, and this is what the Senate is proposing. The House already put their Heroes Act out quite a while ago. Um, and the Senate basically said, no, we're, we're not digging the $3 trillion you want us to spend. And they've lobbed out this $1 trillion package. And it is being called the, what's it being called again? Uh... I can't remember. Yeah. Her- Heroes? Yeah. Heels. It's the Heels Act. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki Smith over there helping me out in my moment of blunder. All right, let's get going here. McConnell, that's Mitch McConnell. He is the Senate Majority Leader. Uh, McConnell formally unveils $1 trillion Senate GOP stimulus proposal. The American people need more help. Yes, they do. This is an article by Claire Foran and Phil Mattingly from CNN. This is CNN Politics. I just thought it was a good article. That's kind of how I base my articles. I don't care who writes them or what outfit they're from. If I can look at the material and go, okay, yeah, they pretty much covered all the bases as far as I know. Or, hey, maybe here's a new concept. Here's a new idea you should think about. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Stuff that makes sense. Stuff that's just, you know... I'll look at content from CNN, I'll look at content from Fox, but half the time they're just, they're so wildly off of kind of middle center, which is where I feel like the truth actually is that um, I don't use them a lot, but on this one, this I think looks pretty good. Um, Let's take a look at it. So Washington CNN, Senate Republicans on Monday, yesterday, formally unveiled their roughly $1 trillion stimulus proposal, which includes a $400 cut in enhanced unemployment benefits and will serve as an opening bid for bipartisan negotiations with Democrats while Congress scrambles. This is a long run on sentence. While Congress scrambles to respond to the economic and public health crisis sparked by the coronavirus pandemic. How many words is that sentence? That's an entire paragraph. Um, Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on. So the big one in the first sentence here right now, the federal stimulus for unemployment is $600 a week. And I am now turning, for those of you who can't see, I am turning over to my calendar on the wall. So the stimu- the 600 bucks goes through the end of July, but uh, I believe the last payment went out on July 27th because of the way, something to do with Saturday and Sunday and the end of the month and pay period, something like that. But I believe the last payment went out uh, this past Monday, July 27th. I do a lot of coverage of CHOP. I do a lot of coverage of Portland, or I've done some coverage of Portland, uh, kind of the civil unrest going on there. And one of my theories is that the protesters, I will often refer to them as violent rioters, but the peaceful protesters, a lot of them are not working. It's pretty clear they are not working. And um, I believe that some, if not many of them, are living off of this federal stimulus right now. 
and they are in the midst of having to go back and get jobs, get some work going, make some money like the rest of us. A lot of the comments that I have when I'm like doing a live stream of the protesters are, why don't those guys have jobs? Why aren't those guys working? Good question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the sociology of that. But the stimulus uh, that's 600 bucks a week is coming to an end. Need to figure something out there. And they're going to cut that from 600 down to $200 a week. That's what they're doing. That's what they're, they're throwing out. So this is, their, this is the Senate's proposal. Um, it's $1 trillion. The House's uh, proposal was $3 trillion. I think we're going to cut some stuff from the House's thing. We're going to add that stuff to the Senate's thing because I think both sides know we need to get this going sooner than later. You got Americans out there suffering um, because the economy has been shut down due to the coronavirus. They can't really help that. We need to get some money to the people. I think Mitch McConnell, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he says because I think he's a little out of touch with a lot of stuff, but the American people need more help. I mean, you can't go wrong with that statement, right? I mean, it's just, it's true. American people do need more help. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said in comments on the Senate floor, the American people need more help and that the GOP proposal will be called the HEALS Act, an acronym for Health, Economic Assistance, Liability Protection, and Schools. Mitch McConnell has been big on the whole liability protection, limit the liability of companies in the era of COVID because just because you open up your business shouldn't mean that you are going to take on the liability for a pandemic disease that's going around. Just can't, shouldn't do it, won't do it. So there's some liability protection in there as well. So HEALS, again, is for Health Economic Assistance. That's one kind of term. H-E, the E is Economic Assistance. L is for Liability Protection and Schools. All right, the bill will include a variety of component parts which GOP senators and committee chairmen rolled out in a series of floor speeches Monday evening, including liability protections, a second round of direct payments to Americans. That would be last time was the 1200 bucks, right? So we're going to get another round, probably. Um, that's what they're proposing. And a second round of paycheck protection program loans intended to help keep the hardest hit small businesses afloat. I am totally down with that. I'm in real estate. Real estate has been one of the um, industries that has that has done okay that's come out of the shutdown and we've kind of gotten the things rolling mainly that's because of the interest rates the historic low interest rates and some other dynamics in there mainly supply as well so supply and low there's been no supply and there's low interest rates those two factors so I would not benefit from that but I'm not a business that needs to benefit from that we are getting along just fine even in the area of the corona shutdown we're making it work. Brokers are out there making it happen. Appraisers are out there making it happen. But other businesses like my buddy Dan Flitch's bars, um, they are being now they have to shut down at mid or 10 o'clock because the governor's word worried that a whole bunch of millennials are out partying. They shouldn't be Darn those millennials. You guys are all responsible for all of these cases of the Rona that have come up. So we're going to punish you. No drinking, no eating at bars after 10, and a bunch of other restrictions that I don't know. People got to do their own thing. Whether or not that's uh, socially distancing, I don't know. But at some point in time, just got to let things rip, right? Um, socially distance, of course. 
Perhaps the most immediately controversial aspect of the Senate Republican plan is that it includes a cut of $400 to the enhanced unemployment benefit for out-of-work Americans, a provision that generated swift backlash from Democrats. I think they'll put that 600 bucks back in place. It's not that hard to do. I think that happens. This is negotiations. The proposal would cut enhanced federal unemployment benefits set to expire at the end of this week, the 31st of July, to $200 from the current level of $600. As states transition to implement a system designed to provide approximately 70% wage replacement for laid off workers. Yep, need that to happen. Just like in March with the CARES Act, Senate Republicans have authored another bold framework to help our nation. So now we need our Democratic colleagues to reprise their part as well. McConnell said, calling on them to put aside bipartisan stonewalling and rediscover the sense of urgency that got the CARES Act across the finish line. Now you're just talking hyperbole, right? I mean, just some, it's just talking stuff. Got it across the finish line. Any given Sunday, one inch turns into one foot, which turns into one yard, which turns into a touchdown any given Sunday. McConnell has said that he hopes that in the next two to three weeks, the Senate will be able to get the red coronavirus relief bill to the House. We'll be able to get the next coronavirus relief bill to the House. Not red, next, sorry. But Democrats are already unified behind their own opening offer, a $3 trillion proposal that passed the House back in May. And Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer was quick to announce the Senate Republicans' coronavirus stimulus plan, describing it as a half-hearted, half-baked legislative proposal. Too little, too late. All right, but you guys figure it out. It's an offer. It's a, it's a, it's a low-ball offer. We all know it. So let's see what they come back with. All right. The lack of any urgency, understanding and empathy for people who need help from Senate Republicans has led us to a very precarious moment. All right. I get that. But also, we haven't had enough time to see the money that's been pumped into our systems, in our financial systems and economy. We haven't had enough time to see how that's really all played out. Does it help? Are people just are they taking their stimulus money and putting it into the red or uh, Robin Hood stocks? Are they propping up Hertz yet again with more zombie-like businesses? (laughs) I've done podcasts and all of that stuff, and I don't know. But the bottom line is, is that you can't really rush into this stuff. I mean, you can, but then you end up with probably what most people would say is a really bloated proposal like the Democrats have versus this this really trim trillion-dollar proposal by the uh, Senate. It's going, to have to, it's going to have to be some give and take, right? So the GOP plan had originally been expected to be released last week, but was delayed amid disputes and holdups. Imagine that, disputes and holdups. Shocking. Hard-fought negotiations are expected ahead, given that Democrats and Republicans are far away from each other in terms of both top-line numbers as well as specifics in their proposals. Schumer was particularly critical of the reduction in unemployment benefits. Yeah, that's an easy target. Saying the Republican proposal on unemployment benefits, simply put, is unworkable. Nah, it's workable. It just needs to be worked up, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think? If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know in the comments. Is 200 bucks too little? Is 600 bucks too much? I don't know. Let me know. Tell me what you think. And adding that the idea that we need to drastically reduce these benefits because workers will stay home otherwise is greatly exaggerated. I do think there is some something to that, though. I, I'm not going to say that all workers are sitting at home taking their federal benefits, but 
my kids have friends who have done just that. You know what? I am making more money on these federal unemployment benefits on top of state unemployment than I was working at Best Buy. Why would I want to go back? I'm just going to hang out and play Xbox and eat some Raisin Bran. I mean, that's what you do, right? No, you're out looking for a job. You're supposed to be out looking for a job, people. What's in the bill? GOP um, Senator Susan Collins of Maine described on Monday in remarks on the Senate floor how the legislation would update and reprise the Paycheck Protection Program. All right, back to the small business program. The proposal, according to Collins, would allow the hardest hit small employers, those whose revenue has declined by 50% or even more, to receive a second PPP forgivable loan, Collins Collins added that to ensure that we are targeting assistance to employers that need help, the most we limit those second loans to small businesses with 300 or fewer employees. All right, so second round of PPP is going to be 300 or smaller. The first one was 500 employees or smaller. So now this one, 300, and also your income, uh, your gross revenue has to be declined by... 50% or even more. So you got to have a business that is super hard hit. If you are still in business and you, your income has declined by 50% and you're still going, nice job. Well done. That's, that's impressive. That's all I got to say about that is if you are keeping going, good job. You probably need the help, right? I mean, you're either in a business with massive margins and you're, you're making a go because even though you, they cut you down by 50%, you're still able to make money. Most likely you are struggling to hang in there and just pay your bills. You're probably keeping your business open, but you are not paying yourself anything. I think that's what a lot of these businesses are um, that are 50% or less uh, revenue. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, an Iowa Republican, outlined how these will be how there will be a second round of direct payments to Americans, which will be at the same level as the previous payment, saying that the plan provides for another round of $1,200 economic impact payments for most American adults. GOP Senator Richard Shelby of Alabama, the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, discussed other key components of the package, including funding for testing and education. So $16 billion goes for, for states to ramp up testing with a particular emphasis on schools, employers, child care facilities, and nursing homes. All right, if you can't get behind those, I think you're a terrible person. Secondly, $26 billion goes for the development and distribution of vaccines, therapeutics, and diagnostics, Shelby said. Third, there's $105 billion for the Education Stabilization Fund to help schools adapt to the circumstances they face, which are extraordinary. I'm, I'm down with that. My kids are through school, and I am so thankful. My kids are both college grad. Well, Brennan's got a couple more credits. Go, Brennan. Everybody encourage Brennan to get his college degree because he should have that. It's, I think he's like a quarter away or something. Um, but my other son, Kiernan, degree in sociology, not using it. He's in business. But I am so glad my kids are through school and high school and middle school and elementary and college because I don't know what I'd be thinking right now. Should we send them back to school? So Nikki and I were just talking about this. Do you send your, do, do kids go every other day to school? And the day they do go, there's only like 10 kids in the classroom so they can socially distance and not be that Petri dish of coronavirus there at school. I don't know. Or do they just all stay home and do their thing at home? Some kids don't learn well at home. Tough, brutal. 
I don't know what I do as a parent. I, I know I just wouldn't want my kids home all day because they're just, that is, uh, that's difficult. It's like having a spouse home all day, right? I don't have one, but I'm just saying, I've heard. All right, GOP Senator Richie Shelby of Alabama, the chairman of the Appropriations uh, Committee, discussed other key components of the package, including funding for testing in children. We already read that, we did. This legislation provides additional funding for K through 12 schools to get kids back into the classroom and at least 50% of the time, which would be a big start. So that's what we're talking about. But think about all of the communities. And this is what I think about all the time. I'm from an area, I'm from Bellevue, which is, I mean, rich people live in Bellevue. Let's be honest. That's who lives in Bellevue. Um, So that's where I happen to be basically raised from fourth grade on, went to high school there. Always, I've lived outside of Bellevue a little bit, but I've always lived in Bellevue because it's kind of the promised land. It's actually, it's kind of like Narnia. It's just so easy. And, you know, if you can afford to live there, it's a great place. And most people can't. I I understand that. I totally get that. But uh, school districts outside of Bellevue, I mean, there's a lot of areas that just don't have a lot of funding. A lot of families don't have computers. A lot of families don't have dedicated internet service. What about those families? How are those kids? How are those kids going to learn? And maybe your kids got dyslexia or some crazy thing and learning on a computer. It's not crazy thing, but I'm just throwing that out there as an example. Got some learning disability. Can't learn on a computer. It needs to be in a classroom. I have a lot of that. I can learn on the computer, but I learn better in the classroom unless it's really boring. And then I just tune out and think about anything other than school. Um, But there are so many kids who can't learn, have tough time learning at home on the computer. Families don't have a computer, don't have internet. They're not really set up that way. How is that going to work out? I don't know. But we're going to throw some funding at that and see how that goes. And I hope that works out better than I think it will, because that's it's just a tough deal. Senator John Cornyn, a Texas Republican, described the liability protections that will be included in the plan, warning that without action from Congress, the litigation epidemic will potentially sink the various businesses and enterprise that we hope to sustain, saying that the proposal will ensure that those operating in good faith and following all the relevant guidelines cannot be sued out of existence. So that is some of the liability protections that um, this proposal wants to put in place. I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, but you know it's out there. Uh, is that your business? And I got the Rona. Your business is just going to be hosed. It's not where you want to be. We're working on that with gyms here in the state of Washington. On Thursday, all the gyms are supposed to shut down to five people in the gym at a time. My second gym, which is Crunch Fitness in Bellevue, go Crunch Fitness in Bellevue. Got your back. Um, it's a ten. I think I believe it's a ten thousand foot building, and five people is two thousand square feet per people. Basic math there, right? That's ridiculous. Let them go to ten percent capacity, which I believe is twenty people. They could operate capacity at 20 people. Let them go something like that. Really cut it down, but not five people. That's ridiculous. These Some of these big gyms, you know, they're huge. If you got the space, let them do it. Exercise isn't bad for people, right? I mean, there, there's been nothing that's said. Oh, there's also been no, I know I'm really going on a tangent here, but gym's one of my big things. There's also been no cases that have been proven from a gym, have there? 
None. And some of these gyms have been open full time. I'm not saying I know personally, but there are gyms out there who've been operating full time without any safety precaution. Well, some. You got like towels and some spray bottle stuff that you're supposed to wash down your equipment with, but uh, you know, it's a gym. People just, you know, they're there to get shredded. They're not, they're not really worried about the Rona. Just saying. All right, a starting place. Republicans have also faced division within their own ranks as they have worked to put together a proposal, and some GOP senators are weary, are wary, weary, wary of spending more money on top of the trillions of coronavirus aid the lawmakers have already enacted. Yeah, they've spent a lot of money, haven't they? Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas said on Monday that he expects significant resistance from Republicans to the GOP stimulus bill. All right, there's significant resistance to yet another trillion dollars. The answer to these challenges will not simply be shoveling cash out of Washington. The answer to these challenges will be getting people back to work. And as it stands now, I think it's likely that you'll see a number of Republicans in opposition to this bill and expressing serious concerns. Yeah, I think that's a given, right? McConnell on Monday following the rollout of the GOP stimulus proposal described the plan as a starting place, acknowledging that Democrats will be needed to get anything to the president's desk and that more negotiations lay ahead. So this is just going to be one of those classic negotiations back and forth. We'll give you this. You give us this. We're really worked up about this. Okay, we get that. We're going to give you this. Take this out of ours. Something like that. McConnell on Monday following the rollout. uh, I already read that. Yep. Every bill has to start somewhere. Republicans are in the majority in the Senate. This is a starting place. You'll have plenty of stories to cover along the way as we have these discussions back and forth across party lines and with the administration, he said. So he's basically just saying, yeah, we're going to give you a lot of stuff to talk about. That's good. But I think Americans in general would just rather have both parties kind of work on something that makes sense, what that is is I'm, I'm not exactly sure, and I don't think other people are sure. They just want to get their money. They want to get their one-time payment of 1200 bucks. Are you guys looking forward to another payment of 1200 bucks, Nikki? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, 1200 bucks. Do you guys think that people should get uh, 600 bucks or 200 bucks federal unemployment? 600. 600. 600 it is. Darian, what are you weighing in at? Out of a job, should you get 600 or 200 extra a month from the federal government if you're unemployed? 200. Oh, 200. All right. How about I'm going to go in the middle at 400. Give them 400 right in the middle. Slash it down the middle. That's how it's done right there. Okay. So that is it for this story on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast platforms. Love to have you subscribe if you found this entertaining and or helpful to your personal or professional life. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you on the next one. I'm podcasting twice a day right now. All right, catch you in the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.